We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heapy Podcast. I'm Professor Carlo Navas, and with me today, producer and co-founder Brian Goins, debut of his season. Hi, Brian. Dog, it's like what a third of the season. I'm finally making my first appearance. <laughs> Technically, a quarter. We just passed. Quarter. We did the quarter review. Uh, we passed 500 episodes. Lots oh, happened. Yeah. I wasn't even there for that episode. <laughs> um, hangover time doesn't exist anymore. I don't know if you heard about that. What What else has happened since my my disappearance? No hangover time. So that's did we get, gone. Did we get Damian Lillard? Damian is Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck. What? Joe, Joe Cronin is never seeing heaven. Um, Drew Holiday is a Celtic. I don't know. He's if you heard a what? About that. He's a Celtic. I don't know if you heard about that. Um, the Heat have some Mexican player who's really good. He's like the Hispanic guy in Miami right now. So shout out to, to that rookie. Tyler hasn't played basketball with Bam and Jimmy in what feels like an eternity. Um, Duncan Robinson's good again. He's back. He's back. He, Brian, I don't know if you know this. Duncan yeah. Robinson, and this is, this is fact. He took Giannis off the dribble in isolation and scored. In the playoffs, right? No, in the regular season. Like, no. Yeah, in the regular season. That was this year. That was this year. So that happened. And chat, you can help me if you have other memories of this season, but you've missed a lot. They're uh they're okay. I think they're okay. Are they good? I don't know. We're gonna discuss that today together with chat. I don't know if they're good. I watched that game against the Hornets yesterday, Brian, and I came away thinking, I don't know if this team's very good. Jimmy went off script, started fouling undiscriminately without Spo's uh without Spo's permission. Uh, which, by the way, I'm I'm a fan of that strategy. Well, I saw the quote. Yeah, he started fouling because something happened last year against the Celtics with Jalen Brown making some cag three, and then uh, he's like, "That's never happening again. I'm gonna always foul when we're up three, so that they never have a chance to tie the game." Twitch chat says I should be a subway spokesperson. I hope you mean. Yeah, man. Wait- I, I haven't seen you in person or on camera in a few months. You're looking slimmer, man. That's right. You haven't seen me in person. I've lost 40 pounds, Brian. Dude, you look good. I lost 40 pounds. I'm, I'm I'm gunning for 50 by the end of the year. I have, yeah, I have another, I don't think I'll make it, but you know, I want to get to, um, I want to get to, to a certain weight and I need seven more pounds to kind of reach my goal. So hopefully I can get there by You're uh, taking by that heat culture very seriously. Listen, we're a heat culture out here. Kyle Lowry, by the way, also kind of good again. That's another surprise. He's shooting. He's like one of the league leaders in three point percentage. That's crazy. Nobody had that on their on their agenda. Do you have a Kyle Lowry poster in like your weight room somewhere that no. you use as motivation? I don't. I just I just think of him. So um, I need to get you one. He sh- I would love one. He's shooting forty two percent from three. But I kind of wanted to talk about with Brian. You know how do we are are they good? Because you know last last time we did a, a show we, we kind of did like a we did like a quarter season review. But I I yeah. want to ask the question: Are they good? Are they Good because there's been a lot of talk 
that they're the deepest team that 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 they have and all that. Brian, I don't know if I agree with that assertion that this is the deepest team that Jimmy's had. So what's 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 the grading scale here? What's the rubric? Because I feel like if you're talking deepest team, is that just one through fifteen? You're counting you're counting what the ten man rotation more in that in that like mix, or you're kind of like thinking more about like what the playoff rotation could look like. I because I feel like it can go three different ways. My answer on this between at least like this Jimmy Bam build, personally. If I'm going like pl- like team I'm sending to the playoffs right now, I'm still picking the 2020 finals team. That's crazy because I I I my pick would be the 2022 team that made the that that lost game seven. That to me is the deepest. And the deepest. and I say that I say that because they actually had their depth tested and they were the one seed. They had all these injuries all throughout the year. Right, everybody was down at some point for extended. That was the season. That that was a Bam. That's when Bam hurt his hand on the rim. Do you remember? And he was out for a long time. Jimmy missed a lot of time. Kyle missed some personal time. Month and a half, I think. Yeah. All these guys missed a ton of time, and they got the one seed because guys like Gabe Vincent broke out that year. PJ Tucker was having maybe one of his best offensive seasons. Max Struess broke out that year. You had Duncan Robinson still contributing at a high level before he kind of descended. Victor Oladipo, right? You had Caleb Martin's first year, and he played very, very well. Obviously, mm-hmm. you got the best version of Kyle Lowry that this team has had. You had Tyler Hero in a six-man-of-the-year role coming off the bench. You had Jimmy and Bam. You had good Dwayne Dedman. And you also had guys like Kyle Guy like coming in and like, Helping them for like five games. You had guys like Mark. That, that was the COVID. That was the COVID year where we had like almost yeah. unlimited like two way two way options uh, coming in and out. Because yeah, we had we had Kyle guy playing minutes for us. We had like Nick Stoskas for like a little stretch of time. I remember him. Yeah, they had they had they had, they had Mario Chalmers for like a day. He didn't play though. He's not on the basketball references. Not. Oh, they had Yurt Seven, the Yurtle. Shout out to Christian. So that's What's he been up to. You know what? I don't know where year seven is. Is he? I know he's league? he's a jazz. Has he's he a, played? A, uh, yes, he has. He's played um, sixteen I was games looking this year. Basketball reference: four point seven points and three point four rebounds. Uh, Brian Chat says he had eighteen points against the Lakers on November twenty first. Chat Schmitas Molnick says Brian and Walter Mercado have the same barber. Can you hit them with a mucho 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 amor and do the kiss? Do you know? Do you know the Walter Mercado? Isn't that the he died, right? Pablo, he's, can you please get a clip of Walter Mitgala? I, I know who mucho. he is. He's he's like the the horoscope guy. Pablo producer, yes. Can, can you can you hit chat with a mucho con mucho 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 amor? And then when you say amor, blow a kiss with both hands. I'm not doing that. Do no. that for the chat. Pay 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 five bucks and maybe I'll do it. Guys, somebody sub. If somebody subs, Brian will do it, and then we can clip it. So that's that's on your mind. So you so you go with the um you go with the 2022 te- with the 2020 team. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you have to think about it also. Like if we're just talking about the playoff rotation, because that's what I'm grading uh, grading this on. Like, like Goron, man, like he he's the difference maker to me um, on, against any of these Heat teams. Uh, I, I just think he was that player that they're still looking for. They haven't found that replacement since that 2020 Finals team to really lift the pressure off of both Bam and Jimmy. Jimmy didn't have a like a crazy finals run that year and they then they they literally almost made it um you know yeah, he, was games, the, he was crazy in the he was crazy in the He was crazy in the he was he had like one good game in the Bucks series which was game 1. The rest were like his average typical Jimmy games but there were nothing like his Bucks series games this past off this past um No yeah, he was nuclear but one. he went nuclear, which was in the finals. And I think what really helped Miami potentially make that upset. Honestly, if they were fucking healthy, they would have won. They would have beat the fucking Lakers. I, I, I still oh, believe no, that no in my doubt court in, to this no game. Doubt in my mind, yeah. But the reason why I, I still project that that was a better Heat team is because Jimmy was able to pull off that performance because he was healthier and, and and was able to like save some of that, you know, Jimmy wonderful like performances towards the end of that playoff run. Rather than trying to milk it all in the beginning, 
And well, I think that's kind of re- that's part of the reason why they didn't have as much enough juice against the Nuggets. And even against the Celtics, like towards the end, like they were running out of gas and they barely beat them despite they were up 3-0. Like they each of those last four games they played against the Celtics were tough on them. And I think part of it is because Jimmy was like running out of gas and they didn't really have enough. I didn't think they had enough depth last season to really push it more than what they were able they were able to do. Definitely not the year before because obviously like shit happened with Kyle Lowry being hurt. And then obviously Duncan had a bad year. Hero was out too for most of that time in the playoffs. And he didn't even look that healthy. 2020 though, to me was like the heat team that it had all had most of the pieces there for you. Minus maybe like an extra like big man off the bench. That's probably the one piece they were still missing. Cause they were still relying on guys like Myers Leonard. Redacted. Who, he who shall not be named. And then obviously they were still playing guys like um, in the finals. Yeah, and then also they're still playing Andre Iguodala heavy minutes too. So, I mean, I don't know. I I still like that team just because of like that starting rotation the most. I I, I did like that starting rotation as a group, but this year's Heat team has better bench players. I just don't like the starting rotation as much. That's a great point. So le- if we look at um, so weird for the audio listeners. Brian does that for a sub. For a sub. A nominal fee. You give a sub and Brian does that. That's that's business, baby. That's why does he say that? What's what's what what is he saying that again? That's a horoscope. Chat not knowing who Walter McGallo is. That's how I know you're not from Miami. That's how I know that our audience, we've left the public domain. That's why couldn't we? Why couldn't somebody make a Sabro Gigante joke? I rather prefer that's a, that. That's a that's a South Florida. Y fuera. Uh, <laughs> so that 2020 team. Before we kind of move on to this team, you had guys. You had Bam, Jimmy. You had Jay Crowder. You had Goran. You had Tyler, UD, Solomon Hill, our goat, Andre Iguodala, uh, Derek Jones Jr., Myers Leonard, Kendrick Nunn, Kelly Olynyk. Who? Yeah, no, Kelly was there. Uh, Duncan. Gabe Vincent. That's the other big that we were relying Deion on. Dion Waiters for a little bit. Kelly barely played some stretches in that. That was such a weird postseason run for yeah. Miami. Because they barely, they went like eight men always. Like basically after that first round, the Bucks series, they pushed it to nine by playing Kendrick Nunn some minutes. And he sucks so bad that they brought it down to eight. Boston. And he they played only him. played, they only played eight basically all the way up until the finals. And then obviously they had to expand that, that, um, their bench more because both Bam and Goran got hurt. They played Bam, uh, Jimmy, Jay, Gogi, Tyler, Solomon Hill, Andre Iguodala. Solomon Hill was like the ninth man. He played like five yeah. minutes every game. Duncan in that played. Series. That was and, hilarious. And Olinick played, and that's nine. You take out Olinick and you take out Solomon Hill, that's seven man. It was just the starting five and then Tyler plus Iguodala. I'm telling you, man, that team, that starting rotation. I don't think that's that. I don't think that's so depth, good. I, I they, think, they had the juice. I think that they had three playable guys off the bench, three, two and a half playable guys off the bench. I think Solomon Hill gave them good minutes, but I don't think I they should have played Kelly more. I think they should have played Kelly more, but I think that's both. He couldn't survive that 22 team. I just felt that they had, they had more guys to play. They could play Jimmy, Bam, Deadman, Tyler, Kyle, mm-hmm. Caleb, that's already six. Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, and Gabe Vincent. That's they didn't nine play Duncan, guys. Though, but they didn't play Duncan. They didn't play Duncan, but he could play. But they were at eight because Duncan. That wasn't a bad Duncan year. Duncan no. fell off the year after that. Duncan and he had a, he had that one good game against the Hawks, and then they kind of just kept him on the bench until they really needed like a spark. Like they were down. Like there were a couple of blowouts against the Celtics. I remember in that in that um yeah. that seven game series where they started playing him. T- Hoping that they can get some three point shooting because okay. they were they couldn't they couldn't hit any of their threes that Oladipo series. Oladipo also he was contributing that playoff run, especially when Kyle got hurt. Oladipo yeah, really yeah, slipped yeah. in. So I that to me that's like nine to ten guys that you can count on. Deadman, we can let's take Deadman out because Deadman became unplayable at some point in the playoffs. So it's like an eight it's like an eight nine man rotation that was solid, was solid. So then let's go to this year. Right, you well, got. We we didn't do last season. That wasn't that team wasn't deep. No, 
I don't think. I, I mean, I mean I, they went to the finals. Was, if you want to start comparing so, these four, these are the four teams we're comparing. Man, last year, you know, let's relive the roster. Bam, Jimmy, Deadman, <laughs> Deadman Tyler Deadman, Hero, uh, Highsmith, kind of, Kevin Love, Kyle Lowry, Caleb Martin, um, Oladipo, Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent. The problem with that team is that I like that playoff rotation, but those guys, Max and Gabe in the regular season, did not have it. And part of that was injury. Part of that was a lot of things, their explanations. But those guys were just not good for most of the regular season. Duncan was not good for the regular season. Those guys came alive. At, Kyle was really bad in the regular season. All those guys just, that's why it's hard for me. In the playoffs, they showed up. And they were all like, man, did he just play like eight good fucking basketball players? It was just, <laughs> it's just hard for me. It to Never changes. That. Never changes. I that's why like the 22 team G's camera went off by the way for the pod audience for the audio listen the uh for the 22 team they were just good in the playoffs and they were good in the regular season like they had that like straight consistency they also had Max Struess on Brooke Lopez and let's chat pointed out Gabe got cooked by Aaron Gordon understandably that's true. like you know poor that reminds me of when Spo put um. <laughs> When Spoh put Rodney Magruder on Kawhi, and Kawhi just threw Rodney Magruder around like a rag doll. <laughs> I felt so bad. I was like, Rodney, no, scavenger. Talk the guys oh. that Spoh has had to play because they never really had like a solidified front court is amazing. We relied on a Carl White for stretches. Spoh is a magician. Luke Spoh's Babbitt good. was a starting four. Luke Babbitt started games for, for basketball teams here. Luke Babbitt started with Dwayne Wade, I think, didn't he? Yes. What a time. Poor Dwayne. Next to us on Whiteside. <laughs> Poor Dwayne, bro. So that brings us to this year, Brian. And we can talk about how we feel about, about their depth this year, but Kyle, Josh, Tyler, Hawkes, okay. that's four. Butler, five. Martin, six. Highsmith, seven. Robinson, eight. Adebayo, nine. Love, ten. Hmm. There's an argument. Now, I think... There's some drop-off because Kyle was just better his version in 22 than he is today. I think Bam and Butler are... Butler's not better, at least so far, but we understand that he's preserving himself. Bam is a much better player, I think. And then we're kind of going into the weeds here. It's like Caleb's better, you know, at this point. And we start to see an argument. You got Hawkes. You know, Hawkes is, like, really good, like... Is, PJ. Here's I here's still, a question. I got a question for you. Mm -hmm. Is this version of Hawkeyes better than the rookie version of Hero that we got in 2020? That's um, that's a good question. I mean, so Tyler is rookie year. Um, I'm, I'm looking at some advanced stats. He was plus 1.3 EPM. Uh, Hawkeyes is negative in EPM. Um, so advanced and advanced metrics don't love Tyler. So that's actually a very interesting. Chat saying, it's, chat saying it's Jaime Hawkes easily. I don't know. That's I an think interesting argument, though. Tyler was, like, stripping chat, why, Embiid. Why do you say that? No, I'm curious, chat. Why Tyler do you say was, that? Tyler was stripping Embiid and, like, hitting game winners. Like, that's, that that was, like, a thing that happened his rookie year. Has Jaime Hawkes had a moment so far this year to, like, win a game? I guess probably nah. that one. Didn't he have, like, that one? He had a big three. He had a big three late. Not, not like Tyler, though. I mean, Tyler was, like. Who was that against? I also think that Tyler had was that the Wizards or something like that. No, it was the Wizards. It might have been Memphis. Oh, he's yeah. had like games. He they lost that Buck game, but he was awesome, right? That was like a that was like a coming out moment. Also, the Indiana game where they won at home that was like a huge moment for Hawkes. I don't I don't know if Hawkes. I I wouldn't go that far. I do think it's close, but I wouldn't go that far. I think Tyler was like really special as a rookie, and I think Tyler's playoffs performance in the in the as a rookie was also like, I think that has to factor in Brian, but I think they have more playable guys by mm -hmm. a little bit than the 22 team for me. But I think the 22 guys are all a little better, like top to bottom, given some exceptions, but actually now that I'm looking at it, it's a lot closer than I think. Okay. The 22 team makes a little bit more sense to me on paper because I do – my concern in the playoffs is going to be two things. 
It's going to be Kevin Love, Josh Richardson. I don't think Josh Richardson is, is going to be. Do you think playoff. Kevin Love is a playable big off the bench still? That's my concern. I don't know, and I don't think so. And I think that well, they started him a lot in the playoffs. They didn't. They started playing him off the bench in that Nugget series. Um, and and then the Boston yeah. series, they started him some games though in the Boston series. So I worry they, about until him. they put until they put Robert Williams on the off the bench, then they staggered him. So like, do you think? Against he like was this not version good in the Boston of the, series. No, he wasn't. But I'm saying, is is there a case to be made that Miami has a, a better starting rotation against a team like the, this version of the Celtics with Porzingis um, starting Horford off the bench than they did last year? Like, do I they think. have a better front court to match up in the playoffs? Because I think that's what's going to matter the most. I think that's the team they still have to deal with. Like, I, I like Milwaukee. Uh, their offensive like upside, but their defense to me hasn't been anything special. New coach and as I, well. And I think that's gonna be their downfall. No matter like whatever they whatever happens with with um any trades that they may end up making, because I did hear like some rumors that they're looking for perimeter defenders. I, I think that's gonna be like Aren't the makeup of of this that team and that that uh that roster construction. Like they they did trade the one piece they probably didn't really need to trade to get Damian Lillard. They probably should have just kept the same group, but they did it really to get Giannis to sign the extension, honestly. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and listen... They're good. They're gonna be one of the. They're one of the two best teams in the East in the playoffs. They're dangerous. I, I don't doubt that. And I think that I'm not scared of them though in the playoffs. I'm not scared of them either. But I think that they're better than like Philly and all these other teams. Like I'm not. Philly might be the other team just because I I do think I like Nick Nurse more as a coach. I can kind of tr- trust that more than I did years past with Doc yeah, Rivers. I agree with that. I so just I, I don't know if Spoke can like out coach like. They're, they can be even. They can be a net even in, in coaching. And I think really has to deal more with like... I think Spoh's an easy win. Over, I you think? think? Spoh's, yeah. Over Nick Nurse? Yeah, I think and, Nurse is like, a good coach, but... I, I like a, a, a really bigger good. advantage? Because there might be still sort of an advantage, but like big enough where... I don't know. Say Miami still has the same roster going into that. Do they have enough pieces around their team versus what the Sixers have? I think the Sixers are still the second best team. In the East. I, think, I think Nurse is probably a top three coach in the East right now. I think it'd be Spo, Carlisle, and him. I just don't think of Thibodeau that way. I just don't think. I mean, Udoka's in the West. He's a really good coach. I, mean, I do think Nick Nurse is the second best coach in the East. I think That's my go, opinion. I think I'd go Carlisle right now. I mean, can't argue with with what Rick Carlisle's doing in Indiana. But Bro, I don't give a shit about the Pacers right now. They don't play defense. Fuck the Pacers. They're fun. Though. Sure, they're scoring. That's that's fun. But they're not. They're not defending any kind of playoff any, intensity any, any when, it, when it boils down like you know how you know how it works no team is scoring 130 in the playoffs every night no it's gonna i be, it's yeah, gonna I mean, be like 110 or less each game look at sacramento last year i think that was a good and they were good right like i think sacramento was better than indiana this year but yeah you know, they you know they ran out of juice but so i worry about love um maybe maybe it's a little bit overstated but i worry a little bit i don't think josh is going to be in the playoff rotation um come that time which worries me because they're kind of short of ball handler but somebody they're not going to play nine ten guys right so the guys who we know for sure are going to play if they're here it's going to be jimmy it's going to be yeah. bam it's going to be tyler those are three locks right those guys are playing for sure then okay. 
We're moving. I think Kyle Lowry as their only point guard is going to play. I think Caleb Martin is. I'll, I'll save Caleb for later. Kyle. Easter Conference. He, he should have won Easter Conference. Finals let, let, let's save Caleb for the end because I, I want to compare him with Josh. So okay. we have the the three, the big three plus Kyle. Then we have Duncan Robinson, who I think at this point is arguably their third best player. Um, so you I got so Duncan. Too. That's five. Haywood Highsmith, six. Kevin Love, seven. Caleb Martin, eight. And Josh Richardson, nine. And Jaime Hawkins Jr., ten. That's too many guys in the playoffs. So you gotta, you gotta. They got a lot more wings than they do of guards. Just so? listing that off. They unless you're playing Caleb and Jimmy more as guards in that sort of rotation. Okay, well, I don't has. even. What's their starting rotation in the playoffs? Is it going to be the same one with High, Haywood Highsmith at the four? You think? That's a great question, and I'm glad you brought up the Caleb thing really quick because we talked about this uh, on the po- after the pod yesterday, which is funny that we just didn't make the post game show. But because they have so much wing depth it's move Caleb to the guard spot, which I don't think they envisioned. Hawkes being this ready, that squeezes Josh out, Brian, because now Caleb can defend the same guys that Josh can, but better. And that was supposed to be like Josh's thing. But now they're like, well, Hawkes and Highsmith are like really good, so we can move Caleb down a position to fit all their minutes. So in the playoffs, who starts? Obviously, I think Haywood has to start. Here's my explanation. I think Highsmith starts until... I think Haywood gives them that extra body around the perimeter. He can switch with Bam at the five and hold his own. And honestly, they were winning how many games straight? Eight games straight before he got hurt? Yeah. I kind of... I I mean, still, I think there, there is a winning formula with him as a starter. And in the same way that they were winning games as P- with P.J. Tucker as a starter, and he's a better version of P.J. Doesn't uh, mean he's going to score a ton of points. I think he is. I don't, I don't think he's going to score a ton of points in the playoffs. He'll have maybe a game like he did against the Nuggets here and there where he scores almost 20. But I like him more as a starter than I do probably Caleb at the four. I kind of think that experiment's over. Well, I, I think you played Caleb at the four because he was a guy that could – I really doesn't I it was Jimmy at the four. It wasn't Caleb at the four. It was Jimmy at the four. So like I, that was a misconception thrown around by the fan base. And it's like, well, yeah, Jimmy played the four, which is I think still their best lineup. I think Jimmy playing power forward to them is a hundred percent their best chance of winning because you could put Bam and Jimmy at that four or five spot. You can put a more mobile, switchable, shooty guy at the three. And then you can play either Caleb okay. at the two with Kyle. You can mm-hmm. you could do interesting things. You could play. You actually Hawkins. reminded me. Um, do you remember like the end of game? What was it? Game five against the Bucks, where where they were obviously in Milwaukee and they had that run coming back from however many they were down in the fourth quarter. And I remember there was a few possessions towards the end of the, end of the game where Jimmy kept telling Ben that no, I, I got Giannis on the switch. Don't worry about him. Just stay yeah. on Brook. And that actually did work for like two or three straight possessions. And now I'm thinking about it. No, I think you're right. I think I do think Jimmy at the four does work probably in more the playoffs. In I the playoffs, I we're not doing this in the regular season because we don't need him to do this in the regular season. But now I'm, I am thinking more about it. Like so, so how many minutes are you playing Haywood then if you're playing in the playoffs? And that's kind of where I wanted to get with this like conversation about their depth. I actually, because the other team like 22 is the example I use you kind of knew everyone's role, right? And everyone's like, okay, we have like this very, like very like easy hierarchy. And Deadman was the guy that got slashed because you're like, okay, we're just going to play PJ as a backup five because he can do it and it works. This okay. is a team that's a lot more complicated to whittle that number down because they have so many overlapping skills and some of them are quite unique. Like Highsmith is not like Caleb or Hawkins. Highsmith is like a guy that you want on the rotation but I could see Hawk. I could see Highsmith being like a guy cut out of the rotation in, in when it when push he comes was to cut shot. out last year until till parts of that Celtic series. If he can't shoot well enough, they're gonna they won't keep him. And and Hawkins shoots well enough that I think Hawkins is gonna survive. And so it's interesting how they're mm-hmm. deep, 
in the regular season, I just I just think that they have more guys that have like question marks about them. Now, there's a lot of season to play, and, and I know it's very early to talk about playoffs, but it's just projecting out like their depth. And like a guy like Highsmith has a lot of room to improve this season. A guy like Josh who has already improved this season. And listen, it's gonna be a huge battle throughout the season to see which of those guys earns those seventh, eighth, and maybe even ninth playoff spots. Brian, it's crazy. They're deep. I like I I I think Jaime. I like the way he plays right now. He's one of my favorite players right now. My my wife absolutely loves him because he looks like Adam Driver. He and does. She's, she's she's in love with Adam Driver and like she watches all of his movies and TV shows. We watched SNL this last weekend because he was on it hosting. So uh, I, I I'm honestly a big fan of him. I'm still trying to find a fucking Jaime Hawkins shirt for Christmas. I can't find one anywhere on the internet. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, it doesn't exist. You can buy jerseys, but you can't find a Jaime Hawkins like like a jersey, like a not not jersey, but like a jersey, like a like a t-shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's, funny. I I didn't know that. They need uh, a they need to step up their game at the Miami Heat store. Anyway, yeah, they're looking to. <laughs> um, what was going with? Oh, that's great. I love that Photoshop. Is that you yeah. that made that? Who made that? I made that. Yeah, I made that. That's great. Um, where I was going with is that my my only concern with Jaime, as great as he's been right now, is obviously he's a rookie. There's going to be a rookie wall at some point because these guys they they've never played an eighty two full eighty two game season in their career before. It gets harder to, as the season, you know continues on he hasn't played that many back-to-backs i don't think at, at, at to this stage of his career they've had so much time off because of this in-season tournament so at some point there's going to be a a rookie wall he's going to have to face and my only concern with him is is he able gonna is he going to be able to be consistent enough in the postseason with you know that much mileage on him because you know he's only played however many games he plays in a college career um i, I just I get concerned about that, you know, trusting rookies in the playoffs. I know the Heat have started guys like Kendrick Nunn. They started guys like Tyler Hero, um, Josh Richardson, and Justice Winslow in the playoffs and trust them to play, you know, big roles. I hope that Jaime can be, you know, the next in line and, and even better. I, I honestly, honestly, the way he's playing right now, he could play himself into the starting rotation by the end of the year. I know that five on the floor had that conversation the other day on the show. I think it's a little early for that. And I think that they need a little bit of ball handling and scoring juice off the bench with Tyler starting. But here's so, my question. Here's my question. Why, why would you bench Duncan Robinson though? If Tyler Hero comes back, they are, but I don't think you should. I don't think so either, but they are. I think they're going to have to, they're going to have to eventually come to a point where they're going to have to play Tyler more off the bench. Whether or not they it's it's him starting, but he gets subbed out early. I think that the, what they're I, gonna try to do is they're gonna try to play. You know what's kind of funny? I think Duncan has been really successful in those Jimmy and Love lineups. I, I think, I think that Duncan they might try to play. Else. Huh? He's like their hub of their offense again, though. I am curious as to what they do when what they do with both their minutes when Tyler comes back. I'm sure that when Tyler gets back, they might have him have with the minutes restriction but eventually they're gonna have to figure out because those guys i don't think can really coexist together at least they haven't proven that they duck can. and hero no absolutely not maybe that maybe they'll figure it out this year but we just i just don't have a lot of evidence that they can figure mm -hmm. that out and i think defensively there's a lot of questions about that i think particularly this year where they've had some defensive slippage part of that is bam's out for such a long time but it, it just feels like jimmy doesn't have that defensive edge right now, I'm sure that he'll get there. I think Hawkins is a good defender, but he's young. I think Caleb is defending a little bit smaller, which I don't think has the same kind of impact. I think Josh has been a little bit up and down. Highsmith has been out playing a lot of like Duncan and Kevin Love and Thomas Bryan and you know Kyle Lowry's lost a step on defense as well. So it's they've I think that they have to be careful with how much they can play with their non- start staunch defenders mm -hmm. out there i think it's a little dicey for them i think ultimately they're going to want to put as much ball handling and defense on the floor as possible that is the spolstra mo and a guy like Hawkins, i just think makes sense off the bench for them right now i i understand the the rush to start him because he's that talented i think highsmith makes sense with the starters because he's a guy that doesn't need the ball he's going to screen he's going to cut he's going to spot up 
as long as he can hit enough spot ups and he's going to defend his ass off. And I think the best part about him with Jimmy is that he's going to allow Jimmy and Bam to roam a little bit to help because Miami's defense, what makes Miami's defense special is the way that they help. They come with force. They swarm. They recover. They know exactly where to be. And you saw that clip of Andre Iguodala talking about That's how Spo coaches that, you know, and, and if I'll you guys didn't see this, I super recommend. Recipes. Yeah, I know. I super recommend you go find it where Andre is talking about how the Heat have different rules for different guys. Like, they're like, okay, when Tatum takes his third dribble, we do this. Like, his matchups are that ornate. Like, the game plans are that, in, like, that specific. Intricate, right? yeah. Yeah, intricate. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. And um, so that's that's kind of the defense that they have and all that stuff. And then and Jaime, well, I forgot where I was going with that because I, I got excited. Uh, I mean, you're saying that he makes more sense to play off the bench. Yes, because of because Highsmith can, because, you know, they want to swarm. Yeah. Highsmith, I mean, we've seen it. He's done so well against the Celtics yeah. in the playoffs as a defender on Tatum and, and Jalen. So, yeah, I, maybe I do see that more against those kind of matchups. I don't know. I just do think there might be a there might be a stretch where they, they give that starting unit a run in the regular season with Jaime Hawkins out there. Um, obviously, he's already been closing a lot of those minutes with that starting the unit. So it's not like it's foreign to them to play heavy minutes with him. Like, they've done it. Obviously, the fourth quarter hasn't really been their best net rating <laughs> um, yeah. throughout the course of this regular season. I That, to me, that's one of the factors I also would put in towards making the 2020 team the better version of this Heat team. And then we had that conversation start. They were the clutch as fuck. They were clutch as fuck that year. They were clutch as fuck last year, too, because they played so many clutch games in 2023. They haven't been that same clutch team this year. They've blown a lot. They've had... They, which, the complete opposite. They've had big leads, which they never really had last year. They always played close games. They never really blew that many big leads. They usually came back. That that was usually their 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 uh their like script was they always came back some point in the third or fourth quarter, and then they made it a close game towards the end, and they just pulled it out. This and year he- it's the opposite. They're winning games, you know, by double digits in the second, third, or fourth quarter. And giving up those leagues like within minutes, like within like a five minute span, and that and it's really because their offense they just are very stagnant, and the fourth quarter they play a lot more of a slower pace, and it's contributing to a lot of offensive miscues to the point where I I kind of don't trust that half court offense in the same way that I did you know in past heat teams. Can they figure it out? Sure. I mean, obviously Tyler hasn't played in over a month. Van's been out, and then I think Duncan hasn't really played as much as I would have liked, you know, in fourth quarters um, leading up to this point, uh, especially since Caleb's return. So I don't know. So, there's a lot there. There that play that like closing unit. They still have to figure that out, especially when Tyler gets back. And I still think like in terms of like that starting unit, I, I kind of feel like they also need to see what, what is life like with Tyler hero as a six man again? I don't think they're, ever gonna go to that again i just it's just not i I just don't and by the way chat chat saying it's a little early to be having playoff for the rotation discussion we're projecting man but we're talking about the depth we're talking about like this team's depth we're talking about like how many of these guys are like real depth and how many of them are just innings eaters like and brian asked a great question depth for what what counts as depth what is this all that stuff so I think it's like a fruitful conversation. I think that you, this team has aspirations to not just make the playoffs, but to go far in it and win a title. So I do think it's adequate to talk about like, okay, where do we project their depth and stuff like that? Brian, you talked about their, 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 how bad their fourth quarter is. They are one of the worst fourth clutch teams in the league. Um, they are, uh, they are, <laughs> they're, oh, they're, shit. they're, I like saw the 20... Chicago Bulls game. I saw the Knicks game. They're 26 <laughs> in, in clutch net rating. Uh, their offense is one of the worst. Their defense is whatever. And it's weird because they don't turn the ball over in the clutch because they have like one of the, they take care of the ball in the clutch, like the third most yeah. safe team. So it is funny that their offense, you're right, just totally discombobulated. It shits the bed. I don't understand it. Other than that, Jimmy takes way too many threes when he need, doesn't need to. Yeah, no, it's, it's, but it's more than that. Like, it, 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 there's more to it than just that. I think they just, they don't really move the ball as much. And that's, that he really, have- doesn't help their offense um really it just the ball just sticks and that's that doesn't help them because they don't have an isolation score right now until jimmy decides to become one in the playoffs 
Chat says, "G, we're here for whatever is on the menu." You're damn, you're damn right yeah. it is. The Heat are 27th in fourth quarter net rating. Um, their offense is has a 105 offensive rating. That is the 28th in the league. Their defense is 20th in the fourth quarter. All in the fourth quarter. It's just bad, man. It's just it's just freaking awful. What, do you, what they ch- do you think they would consider consolidating some of the death that they have? At the trade deadline, that's been the conversation that we've all had. But who do you move? Is it I, that's the question because they don't have a lot of movable contracts for like a smaller player salary. Like if you're thinking somebody like I don't know, Tamar DeRozan, like, yeah, they could move Lowry, they could move Hero. Not that hard to do that that kind of move. But if you're looking more at like a guy like Caruso, it becomes harder because then you have to include Caleb's contract unless you're going to use one of those trade exceptions, which. It, so by all accounts, it doesn't sound like they're going to be doing just because that tax hit is going to be so expensive unless they can come with a second move and, and salary dump somebody else, uh, which honestly, I don't think you can salary dump Duncan Robinson anymore. I think you need No, him. Brian, we, they get, might have to pay him again. Yeah. It's, we're, we're getting to that point. I think Maybe. he might be up for an extension after this year. Hmm. He has two years left on his deal, I think. Yeah, but I think he's he's extension eligible for a year left on his contract. <laughs> they can do a, an opt in and then extend, like they rev in- up those friars, Andy Ellisberg for contracts, because we're we're about to. Uh... Yeah, he has. I'm saying he has two after this year, but after the season, he has a player option. And what the Heat could do is they can do an extend. They can do an opt in and extend, sort of what they did with Jimmy Butler. He opted into the last year of his deal, and then they extended him two years after that. Two or three years after that, something like that. I would like them to extend him because I, for one, I'm a fan of Duncan Robinson and I like watching players I like. I think that they're going to have a lot of questions about, with, for example, if they keep Lowry and he expires, what are they going to do with him? Uh, how are they going to replace that point guard production? Do you just bring him back? Do you, at a, at a, at obviously a severely discounted rate? They have a lot of questions. We're not talking about offseason right now, but no, but it, it is question like to me. My question is are there players on his team that you can? You can let go, like guys like Thomas Bryant are like a given. Like they can easily let go of him. They could probably easily let go of Orlando Robinson. They still have Drew Smith's contract that he can use as a, a trade contract to to loop him with somebody else to, you know, make numbers match. But are there guys out there? I I, I mean, I honestly will put Josh Richardson in that mix. He's been traded a bunch of times at the deadline for those kind of moves. He's he was traded for Derek White. He's at, he's at a minimum though. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like- what I'm saying is, are there guys like that that you would loop him in with? I don't know. I'm trying to think what's another guy that they have that's on a higher salary. I mean, Kevin Love, you could loop him with Kevin Love. You can loop him with Jovich and get a guy around a seven, six million dollar mark that, you know, potentially could be a serviceable backup point guard for you. Could be, I don't know. I don't it, think they're trading. These guys are, these guys are going to be more like younger players. They're not going to be not, older. They're guys. not trading, Josh. I think that Spo personally vouching for him to be here. And I, I just, that I don't see happening. I don't see Josh going. And I, I, but I can totally see that I kind of deal with, like that you said, just combining one of these minimums with, um, fuck it, go get Westbrook. <laughs> I'm not a big Russ fan. I don't super at the love minimum, though, man. They can make it work. It's an easy uh, contract to trade. I try it, but I just, yeah, I mean, As I, I try backup, it because it's so be a great low risk. Yeah. I think Caleb is kind of your ticket to getting. Yeah, to getting, yeah, which is kind of Caleb, I just don't know if I would want to trade Caleb for a guy like Caruso anymore. Um, I think a wing's more important in the playoffs than a backup guard. Than a backup guard. And I think Caruso probably thinks he's a little too good to be a backup guard. Yep, probably. I think the he's looking to get paid because he has one year left in his contract, but he can. They any that team that gets him could easily cut him and save that money, and he's and looking for right. a deal. Rance Rivera says that Caleb doesn't have much value as an expiring. And you, I think you'd swap with some sort of Western Conference contender, kind of swapping guys to like, hey, you need a wing, I need a guard type thing you know yeah but i mean he has bird rights that helps it does help so yeah guys we kind of talked about their depth we kind of talked about are they good i feel like we hit a lot of uh topics today i you know i think that this team has um you know they have a couple bad bad teams on the schedule that's 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 kind of nice but um at the end of the day we talked about how deep they are and everything and at the end of the day we're, we're kind of here scratching our heads like we feel that they should be a little bit better Obviously, it's hard when you've had so many injuries, and this is always a problem with this team. It's like the key guys just keep going down for too long. 
Like that never happens to Boston. That never happens to, to Milwaukee. Well, I guess it does happen in Milwaukee, but it never really happens to like some of these other teams. And you're just like, you feel like the Phoenix Suns are like one guy's out every day. So hopefully they can, they can stay afloat. And I think that there'll be a tough out in the playoffs once. I think Jimmy playing better will contribute to that. I think that Bam being healthy and back will play. I think Tyler, of course, is a big part of this team. And I think Highsmith is a very underly appreciatedly missed. They're guy. out three starters. That's crazy right now. They're out three starters and they're fighting for their lives every night, uh, which should make sense because when you're normally in the NBA, when you're out three starters and by the way, Kyle Lowry played yesterday, he was having back spasms before the game and they don't have another point guard. So it's like, get in the Ava Kyle. What was he like, reading on that sheet when he was on the floor? I don't know, man. Leaf hates that guy. Probably reading like notes or something. I don't know. Probably. Matchup was it a manga that he was reading? A, a manga? Manga. I don't think Kyle reads manga. That would be manga. cool if Kyle did read manga. Would you like him even more than you do now? Yeah, I would. I think so. I think, well, liking anime is weird because, you know, there's liking anime and then there's like bad anime. You know, it's like there's a lot of bad anime out there. A lot of what's, people. What's a, what's a bad anime? Naruto? I don't want to get, I don't want to pit. No, I like Naruto. I don't Dragon Ball people, Z? I don't want people in my chat to get mad. There's a lot of like bad, like Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer is like a bad show. Right, but people really like that, and it's like when people you like, oh, hockey show. No, that's good. People One like, Piece. Oh, I don't, Did you I watch the Netflix One Piece? No, I've never seen One Piece, and I don't really have a lot. What do you think about live action anime? Um, I don't really get why we got to make things live action. I I don't understand this like craze to make. Something. You hear that they're trying to make My Hero Academia live action? Yeah, I don't really get the appeal. I, I think the one time I got it was Death Note, and I think that Death Note is like. Death Note's such a, it's such a like cornerstone of the medium that I kind of like other people's interpretation of Death Note. I, I think that like, it's, it's, it's such a, I think it's such like a, like a, it was such a cultural moment in both the East and the West in like manga that, and anime that I just like different people's interpretation of Death Note. And I kind of like that they made it live action. They, the Simpsons did an episode. Like, I enjoyed I it with Death Note. But for the most part, I don't like with Battle Shonen. I just think the, the special effects just make it look goofy. And I think that, like, when people make anime live action, it really just doesn't understand, like, why I think people like anime. and Because it's supposed to, like, invoke this, like, feeling of, like, I've never seen something like this before, or this is so cool, or this is, like, it's supposed to play with your imagination in the most tuny and like grandiose way and special effects will just never do that and i just don't it just doesn't totally work like even when you do like a romance anime that's like has nothing supernatural there's something about the way that anime uses color and direction and camera that you'll never get with live action and it just becomes a different story I don't know. Detective Pikachu really moved me. Detective Pikachu was good. Uh, what fix that? G, what position do you play most in volleyball? I play beach. So if I played indoor, I would probably, I'm not tall enough to block. So I'd probably be DS. I never really played indoor volleyball a lot. Um, if I did, I played in rec leagues where it didn't matter. But if I played serious volleyball, I am not tall enough to play in the front and I am, I cannot block. So that would, that would be my problem. I probably have to be DS in beach. I love, I play fours and beach. I love playing outside hitter. That's like my favorite position. I love to fucking swing and hit the ball. And I serve really well. I hit the ball really hard. I like the set. I'm not very good at setting. Setting is, um, setting is like my, I have like days where I like, I'll set great. I'm like, I'm like the Kyle Lowry of setters. I'll have days where I'm fucking, that, that I'll have days where it's like, oh my God, this guy's good. And then there's other days like this guy's never fucking played volleyball in his life. Oh, that's what you mean. That's what I mean. So, <laughs> um, indoor is fun. What Fix said, I do like playing indoor. Um, indoor is faster. I like playing beach because I like when points are longer. Um, that's why I've always preferred like watching women's volleyball because the points are longer, and I think that that's cool. I think men's volleyball, it's too like it's really serve and volley. It's like you can serve, receive, and then like you know run offense and then score. So I've always liked like longer points, and I think beach is fun for that because it's like. It's more rallies. The points are longer. You get like pretty epic points. I think like indoor at like high end is like crazy because you can jump high as fuck and hit the ball really hard. I do love serving in indoor because I I just do hit the ball hard. I yeah I'm not gonna do the thing where I'm not I'm not 
watching women's volleyball to be lecturers. I'm watching women's ball. I, I like it because like I love volleyball and I, I just think it's like a more appealing sport to watch because like I said, men's volleyball, every point ends too quick. So no, I don't want to be lecturers. I want to make that clear for everybody. How's your Achilles? Uh, good. I don't. I, I don't know why we're interviewing me now. The portion of the podcast. Uh, I don't have an Achilles. Have you been injury. talking to Aaron Rodgers yet? It was a foot injury. It ended up not being my Achilles. My Achilles does sometimes feel sore when I play volleyball or do certain yoga things, particularly balancing on that foot in any yoga pose. I do feel it a bit, but other than that, I felt great. I've been able to play and run and jump and do everything. So I. For Chad that doesn't know, I had a bad foot injury like a couple weeks ago. I literally could not walk. It Six, like eight pretty, weeks. It was pretty bad. I, I like literally at one point thought that I would not be able to run for months. And I thought that I had an Achilles injury. So, um, yeah. So that's really, uh, that's really. That's, that's what do you want for Christmas? Um, I have, a, I want a lot of things for Christmas. I want, I, I really want a beach bag. I want a, I really want a beach bag. Um, I was looking at these Bodie beach bags. I want a porter, a uh, a bottomless porta filter. Um, there's a lot. Of Wait, uh, what's a coffee. bottomless port? Oh, for espresso. coffee for espresso. Why do you think this was like a burrito for a second? Chat says I want an HDMI cable. Um, <laughs> that's that's true. That's great. I want a Cuban link gold chain. I'm going to buy one for myself. Um, I want a gold chain. Where do you where do you buy one of those from? Like David well, Yerman or I'm gonna go to Dayland. I'm gonna see what we're what's going on at Dayland. I gotta be honest, and I don't want to do this. I have a I have a seven hundred dollar gift card for Costco, and I was like, maybe I can buy a chain at Costco, and I was like, that's just too that's just too that's too much of a dad move. Yeah, you don't want the Kirkland signature one. I got a rebate. I I I did some house. I did some work in my house through Costco. And they gave me like a rebate in the form of a gift card. And so I have this gift card of $700 and I don't know what to use it on. I feel like there's websites like Ray's that will let you sell that gift card for basically money. And you can just use that to buy either. I mean, you can use it to buy whatever you want at that point. So you can almost yeah. like change it for. I thought of buying a watch. Currency. Like, Costco has like some Belovas and like some like kind of like decent watches that I thought. They got Psychos. Like- Psycho's uh, pretty nice. I don't think. I, yeah, they have some Seikos. Seikos? Um, Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was Psycho. Might be. I don't know. I, I've always said Seiko. Seiko? It might be Seiko. Psycho. No, because Psycho would be with an A. It's yeah, a Japanese brand, right? Yeah. Psycho. Psycho would be with you an A. You would know more than me. Say. Yeah. Seiko. Yeah. Like Say Sonogun. Yeah. So, yeah. Ah, so that's it. That's kind, of, uh, kind of where we're at. I want a lot of things for Christmas. So, thanks for asking. Nobody ever gets me what I want for Christmas. I know I'm a difficult shopper. People, people have told me I'm notoriously difficult to, to shop for. What does Pat Riley want for Christmas? <laughs> Some caffeine to keep that man awake. <laughs>